Hey there, everyone. Quick note. Uh, we lost some of the audio for this episode. Uh, well, I lost some of the audio for this episode. Um, so unfortunately, we had to rely on our backup for this. Um, so it's all here, but sound quality is not quite where we usually like it to be. Uh, so I am sorry about that. Uh, should not happen again in the future, but yeah, if uh, it sounds a little bit like, especially Lexi and Zoe are talking through telephones, that's why. Um, yeah, sorry, it happens. Uh, enjoy the show. Folks, it's time to pick it up. Oh, dear God. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Pick it up, pick it up. You gotta set the mood for what did you We're picking it up. What, what did we drop? Uh, we're... The beat! That's right, baby. It's Eidolon <laughs> Dubstep. Oh, shit. No, no. <laughs> we, we've been tricking you this entire time. No, you cannot quit. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you, you, are, you are committed. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. The only person you got to sign a contract. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this on Disco. Uh, we, you know, changed up the lineup slightly for this season. Uh... They sure did trade both you and Crystal away for Iris. Kind of, hmm. It seems like they're maybe valuing people in a certain way. I don't know. That's all. What, Luke, what are you? Fuck is, what the fuck is this is trade this? shit? Like, are you trying to turn the two teams yeah, against each what, other? Yeah, here trying to sow discord and chaos. Luke, the only person we are against is you. Ah, fuck. <laughs> this is what I mean. That's why he's trying to sow discord. Right, exactly. Chaos. I gotta. Yeah, yeah. You so that we don't hate him. We gotta drive a wedge between the two teams. <laughs> Idol on Survivor. <laughs> oh, hold on. Now I'm listening. Okay, okay. <laughs> Which of you is here to make friends? Ooh, me. Uh, me. Okay, Lexi's no. off the show. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Lexi. Well, it's nice knowing y'all. Oh, I mean, you're still on Idol on Scott, though. Yeah, I just don't think you would win at Survivor. Uh, no. no, Lexi, I think you would hate it on Survivor. I know, that'd be, that'd be my nightmare. I would have a horrible time. I would also have a horrible time on Survivor. Now, Solitary, that's a game show I could win. Shut up, stop talking about Solitary. I will never stop talking about the Fox reality series Solitary. 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 Now we're talking. Sorry, is Solitary like Big Brother, but you're the only one in the house? No, no, okay, oh, thanks. I'm so glad you asked me, Maxi. Oh, no. Solitary on this podcast. No, it's fine. I'll give the quick version. Solitary is you have a bunch of people that are in small pod rooms. Imagine like a capsule hotel sort of Eh, bigger than that. But, uh, you, uh... The only interaction you have with the outside world is a woman basically, uh, doing Gladys from Portal as she gives each of the people, like weird mind-bending challenges and you're not allowed to leave until you win or get thrown off the show or voluntarily quit uh and it's shit we're like hey we, there's no clocks in here but you need to push this button after exactly three hours have passed whoever gets the closest wins bye okay yeah so it's torture yeah it's great yeah, it's, it's good it's shit basically it's if you took the prisoner's prisoner's dilemma and combined it with just straight up torture yeah 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 yeah, yeah. They're like one of the big challenges from season one is you have to lay on this bed of nails for as long as you can. Whoever stays the longest wins, but you have no idea how it, how many people are still in the game. Speaking of torture, Speaking I want torture. Ska. <laughs> I want Ska. Ah, uh, season three's here, everybody. We did it. 
somehow so long. Yeah, uh huh. The, the Scott crew especially has been rabid about this show. Yeah, again, I said year. I gave the elevator pitch for uh, season three to our private Discord in October, and all of you had fully fleshed out characters within a week. Okay, to be fair, Charlie went through a few revisions. Charlie went through a few playbook changes. That is basically it. No, she was originally a football jock. Oh, you're right. She traded out the football for a skateboard. Excuse me. Ah, damn. I... Here's the thing. I love the current Charlie um, pitch, but man, I'm thinking about that other world, and that could have been good. <laughs> well, uh, the, the thing about this show is that we never explore the possibilities of what characters could have turned out like under different circumstances. We're not we doing are, it I mean, Absolutely not. not. We, yeah, I'm gonna try not to retread the same ground as the previous seasons on account of I'd like the... A, I'd like this to have a, a discreet, unique identity. B, Lexi would murder me personally. So I'm just not playing other characters. Tired <laughs> multiverse stuff. <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah, we really like we struck while the iron was hot with that shit. <laughs> we didn't even mean to. Yeah. yeah everyone well, was ripping did. us I... off by the following year. I I can't believe Marvel Studios under Disney personally stole from our podcast. Come fucking I, fight I, I, me, that Kevin. Sounds Feige. Exactly like what they do. Yeah, that's normal. For no, me. they've been listening to MCU complete me, and they wanted to get back at me. I see. Hey, Luke, what's what's the premise of this season of Eidolon Playtest? I'm so glad you asked, Maxie. So, uh, we went over the premise of Eidolon Disco last time. Uh, Eidolon Ska is fairly similar. Uh, it is also set in the small town of La Laterie, Kentucky. Uh, but instead of 1979, it's set in 1999. Uh, like Disco, this is going to be starting the first year of y'all's... Or first day of y'all's senior year of high school. Uh, you are all part of the now 20-year-old uh, mystery-solving club. I feel like we were supposed to come up with a name for that during character creation and disco and just forgot to. We'll figure it out by episode one. It's fine. It'll have an actual name for a club. No big deal. Um, and uh, as part of your senior uh, you know, club project, as, is, as tradition dictates, you're going to need to investigate the mystery of... What happened to the founders of the club who disappeared under mysterious circumstances shortly before their graduation? Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah, that's why you got to investigate it, Molly. <laughs> Sounds like it's not my problem. I don't know. Well, you probably shouldn't have well, joined the mystery solving club then. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing. Listen, I'm just, I'm just playing the part. I see. I see. <laughs> yeah, to be completely fair, I'm not sure she did join. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, we also established that, you know, hey, this mystery club has become kind of an institution over time, and it's kind of just, it's maybe gotten a little bit away from what the uh, the disco team originally envisioned it as. It's more like, oh, uh, you're going out to, like, do ride-alongs with cops, or you're organizing a neighborhood watch to call the cops when you see this is, this is, ah, suspicious people or whatever, or for the supernatural side of it, ah, we just get together and watch the X-Files, that's all, really. It's the 90s, that's popular. It is. Yeah. Um, I think it's probably kind of dwindled to the point where, like, I don't even know if there's any younger kids in the club at this point. Like, after y'all graduate, it might just stop being a club. Unless we want to create, like, one or two underclassmen that you are friends with that are part of the club. Oh, I didn't even think about underclassmen that look up to us. Yeah, absolutely. That might might happen, like... As we like, if we start getting up to shit, like yeah, some, we, yeah, like, you're gonna 
You're going to make it cool. Right, right. Got to make it cool. Yeah, I I think in our just general kind of talking about shit, didn't we decide that um, initially Charlie was the only one who was like still in it? Yeah, I think we said Charlie was like the only member of it. And over the summer, maybe she made friends with your character and you roped Regina in and Maxie's got her own thing going on. And also Crystal has her own thing going on. Why don't we get into the characters, though? Uh, So we can start like actually talking about this directly instead of talking around it. Uh, I should pull up the character sheets so I've got them in front of me. That'd be that would have been a great thing to do while we were bullshitting for twenty minutes before this. We really were. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And arguing about what game level to set the microphones at. <laughs> we were all just screaming at each other. It was a great time. It was great. Love it. it okay. Really set the tone. Uh huh. God, yeah. You have you've all just filled this out already. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only most of it. Wait, did Disco not have theirs filled out? No, Disco waited to, well, they partially filled it out, but, uh, you know, in uh, some ways they waited to do the character creation for the character creation episode. Yeah, you gave us a care a blank character sheet. I'm gonna yeah, fill it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, me a sheet. Yeah, I sent it to you to start, like, just get some, uh, never mind. Listen, yeah, we are you mad that we did our homework? I'm mad that you did your homework a year ago. <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't have had us make multiple characters in season two. I'm mad that I'm sitting over here, like, in fucking October, you know, December, planning the fucking animal shelter arc of Rock 2, while meanwhile you're spamming the Discord with pit crews of your Ska characters. Yeah. It's great. Now, you cannot blame me for doing that. I'm pretty sure I only ever made two. Yeah, because yours doesn't is not very conducive. Not very Yeah, not all of you are making Maxie is running to the same issue I had last season. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly. All right, let's... let's... Appearances were if Charlie... If they had, like, options to have bugs on Charlie's shoulder. Let's let's run down the line here. I'm probably going to save yours for last, Maxie, just because you're sort of a special case. But otherwise... absolutely reasonable. Otherwise, let's just kind of go down the line here. Uh, Molly, why don't you tell me about your character? Uh, my character's name is Regina Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is the veteran uh, who was formerly a conductor. Right. Um, and we just, and just to be clear, she's a veteran, but she is the exact same age as everybody else. She's just been through shit. This is correct. Yeah. <laughs> um, her Eidolon is Pride of Lions, uh, which is a song by, I think they're called Tokyo Ska Paradise Orchestra. I believe that's correct. Yes. Uh, and it's a banger. If yeah. Anybody's wondering. There was like somebody in the discord like six months ago who was like, oh boy, I hope somebody picks from a uh, song from that band. And I'm just uh-huh. sitting here like, hey, <laughs> you know, it's a good fucking band name. Yeah. It's a great band name. Uh huh. Um, so Regina's basic, the, the basic idea for her is that she, uh, for the last three years has been attending another high school nearby, either right. in the town or just outside of town. Right. Um, where she ended up getting into some other idol on shit. Right. With, uh, with her group of friends over there. Uh, and who knows what happened to them. But now she has transferred schools because she doesn't want to be a part of it. Right. Yes. Uh, and I'm sure that'll work out perfectly for her. It's going to go great. Like night one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. So she already has her Eidolon at the start here, obviously. Uh, what is yes. her Eidolon? Uh, her Eidolon is called Pride of Lions. And the power is it warps reality around me by animating and commanding any animal shaped inanimate object in its range. That's great. I love that. Good yeah, shit. It's fun. <laughs> so I asked you to make the uh, mascot of the school an animal, but I don't know if we ever actually came up with anything. Oh, um, I do have a mascot of the school and it's not an animal. 
Well, fuck me then. Okay. <laughs> oh, what is it? Now who didn't do their homework? Uh, I didn't even remember this conversation. But uh, yes, I yes. Well, a, a different school nearby has an animal mascot, so you can still get some use out of that. I think. Hey, I can just flip them. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say. I was going to say it could be fun if our rival school has a prominent animal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll say I was going to have uh, your school. B- well, because okay. I talked about this last time. Uh, the town this is set in is drawing a lot from the town I grew up in. The school I went to, the mascot was the Colonels because Kentucky and it sucked ass. Uh, yeah. uh, but South, uh, you know, the other high school nearby had the Dragons. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to have the other school be the Dragons and you guys be the Knights. Oh, I love that. Oh, that, that is actually so, you can, yeah, that's yeah, good. You can still do that. I don't require that the yeah, um, yeah. That I, the I, I'm just saying. I think dragons count as an animal, so I mean, there will be dragon mascots in the area. Yeah, in town. Yeah, yeah I've, for got, sure. a, I've got a question, Molly. Yeah, go Does ahead. Does the power apply to like as a as a small child? I would look at certain construction equipment and go, "Hmm, that's a dinosaur." Um, is, oh, sure. Would that is that animal shaped enough? Uh, I feel like that's actually more of a question I, for me, the G- the yeah, game I, master. Okay. And uh, my ruling is uh, not until you put some googly eyes on it, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my gut feeling was no. Yeah. Um, but I I, you know. I think I think it makes sense for it to be a if you genuinely believe that this represents an animal. So like you can't just look at something and say. Yeah, that looks close enough to an animal, but if you say, oh yeah, no, that's totally, like, if you genuinely believe that car is cat-shaped, right. it would work. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense to me. Lying. Uh I yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I'll say... Because that also presents the fun concept of item that's not animal-shaped, but we work to make it look enough like an animal right. that you can do something with it. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. What we need to do is yeah. sabotage Regina's biology textbook to make her power <laughs> even broader. <laughs> No, we teach her. We teach we her the teach wrong thing about what animals are. We, <laughs> we train her wrong as a joke. No, I'm supposed to be gaslighting. You're not gaslighting. I'm gaslighting. <laughs> uh, that's how you were girl bossing. I can do both. <laughs> Regina's an overachiever. Yeah. yeah. Listen, I'll say I just finished watching the new batch of uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean episodes and. If it would make sense to children on a playground, it fits into the logic of the source material we're drawing from. <laughs> Honestly, that's probably one of the appeals of it. God, I can't wait to talk about Jailhouse, Jailhouse Lock to you, Zoe, in like uh, a year. Fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah. All right. That all sounds good to me. Uh, Zoe, why don't we move on to you? We, we talked about Charlie a little bit already. Yeah. Um, my character is Charlotte. Charlie Mm -hmm. O'Neill. She is a senior um, and uh, her Eidolon is Three Small Words, um, which is the conductor playbook. Now, is is that the song from the Josie and the Pussycats soundtrack? So, yes, I snuck it in because there is a ska cover of it that is very good. I see. Um, Yeah, I was going to say, like before, and I, I brought this up on Disco, I'm not interested in policing what counts as ska and what doesn't you know it's a vibe and there's definitely some like pop punk that's on the line that like i'm not gonna fuss about yeah, it the, this cover kind of pushes it all the way into yeah yeah ska. um it's by half past two it rules um and 
<laughs> Poor Charlie's Eidolon uh, warps reality around her by making any three-word sentence she says be taken as fact by anyone near her. Great. That's so that, terrible. T- to be clear... Oh, God, I gotta try... Oh, God, I'm gonna yep. need a fucking notepad yep. to keep track of this shit. <laughs> um... But the thing is, so she can't command people. Like, she, if she says, pick that up or something, right. that doesn't work. It's statements or, of fact. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if she says, like, you know, put that down to someone with a gun, it wouldn't work. If she says, you're out of bullets, right? then they would go, oh, no, I'm out of bullets. Well, but so that's, that's four words no, is the problem. Four words. Out of. No, not out of. Out of. <laughs> motherfuckers, I have a list. <laughs> you write a lot of peers and just animal <laughs> that that sounds like a situation where i have you draw and on a bad draw your eidolon manifests and uh throws up clippy who corrects your grammar no luke i do, I do want to correct you real quick yeah his name is clip it you know what i'm so sorry <laughs> clip it yeah, please describe what three small words looks like. Um, three small words is like a wooden or like metal, um, one of those like figure drawing, like oh sure, um, yeah, yeah, with a slot machine on their chest. Oh, okay. That has three small words in right. each one, and as, or no, it has one, two, three, and as she says the words, yeah, it lights up. I like that a lot. I like it's that a lot. Covered in, it's covered in like spray paint and graffiti. Yeah, um, because Charlie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. Okay. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I think that's yeah. That's all we need for the moment. Um. Lexi, how about you? <laughs> I'm going to be playing Casey Chambers. Uh, she is a kind of un—I'd say unremarkable girl. Not. Just because she does not draw like to draw attention to herself. Okay, um, sure. Yeah, she is uh, a bit withdrawn, uh, kind of an intentional underachiever because she doesn't want to uh, make any waves. Mm-hmm. Uh, very organized, very um, efficient and effective at the things she does, but also never trying to really step out a line too much. Mm-hmm. Um, this is all going to be a big challenge for her, I think, because it's one thing I know about Eidolon games. It, it doesn't involve, uh, agreeing with authority. Sure. And, Especially uh, that's this one. Right. Yeah. She, yeah, she's very, she's very worried about making sure that she doesn't make wrong choices. That'll spiral her life entirely out of control. That kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. And, um, uh, yeah, what's her Eidolon? Her Eidolon is Just a Girl, uh, song about a little band you may have heard of called No Doubt. Mm. Um, it's, uh, oh, she's playing the Infiltrator, and um, it helps her avoid detection by causing everyone around her to uh, basically ignore her because she doesn't seem worth noticing. Okay, okay. You know, she's just a girl. Right, right. Okay, yeah. I'm gonna do it. Um, uh, did I did I forget to say Char- like Charlie's vibe? Uh, you can get into it more if you'd like. Yeah, go for it. She's just a she's a very friendly, affable skater. Like she she's the girl that like doesn't have a bunch of close friends. But if you ask just about anyone at the school, like Charlie, they'd be like, "Oh, her? Yeah, she's cool." Yeah, yeah, I get you. Yeah. I get you. All right. Yeah. 
Uh, Crystal, why don't you give me the rundown on your character? Uh, my character is Naomi Shirogorov, also known as the Detective Prince. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, their Eidolon is All My Best Friends Are Metalheads okay. by Less Than Jake. Sure. Ah, classic from the Digimon the Movie soundtrack. <laughs> yes, of course. Which has the power to perfectly sense shame in the area around it. Naomi oh, is a navigator. I don't care for that. Go on. <laughs> and uh, uh, the Eidolon takes the form of a, of a human teenage boy with kind of like a, a messy skater hair. Okay. Looks like he could be Naomi's brother. Okay. Uh, uh, you yeah. know, Naomi's pretty, pretty, uh, polite, pretty agreeable, definitely very cop brains, mm-hmm. uh, interested here to do detective work more than making friends. Sure. Sure. Do you want to get into what you've talked about with your idol on, or is that stuff you want to save to like get into on the show? We'll get into that on the show. Okay. Okay. That's fair. Um, what about like Naomi's family? Do you want to talk about that here? Yeah, Naomi is the Naomi's grandfather Nikolai is the head of a famous clan of detectives, the Shirogorov clan. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he is like considered legendary among the detective world. Right, right. And uh, he settled in on this in this town a few years ago, and Naomi is sort of here to finish his last year of detective training mm-hmm. uh, with Nikolai. By solving the aforementioned mystery of what happened to the founders. Right, right. I'm sorry. Um, can you say again when her grandfather settled in here? Uh, vaguely a few years ago. A few years ago. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah, okay, okay. Um, ba- basically, you were just like, man, I like Naoto from Persona 4, but also they suck at writing her. I can do better, right? Yeah, what if Naoto was better? <laughs> right. What if they did a good job with that character? I I truly like I not not ironic at all. Love how just completely opposite Naomi is from like except for maybe Max's character, but the three of us is just like oh Naomi is from a whole different world. Uh huh. Yeah yeah yeah. Uh okay uh yeah Maxie uh why don't you tell me about your character? Uh well I will be playing. Uh, the Beast playbook. Okay. And my character is Solaris Apogee, the 57th of the fourth house of the city-state of Scatharyopolis. Okay. Uh, which, to most people, is just like a big terrarium in the school, because they're a little bug. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. They're a little bug. They're like a beetle, right? Uh, yes. Specifically, they are uh, Scarabaeus Satyrus. Okay. Okay. Uh, and they're idle on... So you know how, like... Scarabs will roll balls of dung. Sure. Well, dung I've beetles. About, I've heard this about yeah. them. Please. Scarabs. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, also, you know the video game Katamari Damashi? Yeah, absolutely. So, Solo's Eidolon, Soul Together, is... It looks kind of like a very small black hole like with the accretion disc mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and they can just roll it around like it's a normal ball and it helps them pursue their animal urges by absorbing and dispersing matter okay okay so they can just sort of collect what? things into this ball and then like eject it mm-hmm. okay all right can i ask oh what is your animal urge uh well that's for dominion obviously <laughs> because they are a princess of the great city state of scatharyopolis sure 
<laughs> oh, dude, Ska's in the name of that. You do, that wasn't that. intentional? <laughs> no, I just I just want to like Google Translate. What's Greek for beetle? <laughs> I, I oh. found this morning because I was like, oh, there should probably be a name for that place, huh? Oh, Skatariopolis? Yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> yeah, when you said that, I assumed that was what we were doing. Truly, it was meant to be. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, you're you're a dung beetle with an urge for... Scarab. I really, mu- I really must insist, Luke. <laughs> All right, you're a scarab with a, a instinctive desire for dominion. You know what, I'm not giving you, I'm not fulfilling your desire for dominion. You're a fucking dung beetle. Oh, if there's uh, one know. thing, if there's one thing we've learned on Eidolon so far, it's that... Luke and or the characters he plays are very bad at identifying animals properly. <laughs> no, no, to be fair, to be fair, dung beetles are scarabs. They're the same type of bug. Oh, right. no, 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 yeah, that's true. Right. I, but I, it's not I, a proper name, you I know? Think, I think it's, it's just a little disrespectful, I right, think. Right, I think Solaris just doesn't, finds it a demeaning way to refer to it. Yeah, I mean, it's a rude thing to call someone. <laughs> you fucking dung beetle. Also, my exactly. characters aren't bad at identifying animals in general, just foxes specifically. Because it's funny to me that everyone would not would fail to identify a very common animal. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> so what is that, a muskrat or something? <laughs> I love that your default, yes. like, the, like, antagonist voice is just a dude from the Bronx. Well, I was, I was specifically bringing the character of Jack Stern back to life for a brief moment, Zoe. Because he, he did that the most. Yeah, this is a, this is a thing you'd understand if you were listening to it. Oh my god, I watched enough to know who Jack Stern is. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> done. You came over to this, you came over to this side, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, and then what's your animal quality, uh, Solaris? Uh, my animal quality is that I am tenacious, which allows me to push myself once per session without advancing the phantom clock. Okay. Uh, so it is worth pointing out, uh, in episode one, Charlie and Casey won't have Eidolons yet. They will most likely have them by the end of episode one, but that means at the beginning, <laughs> Regina and Naomi will be able to understand you, but Charlie, who I think we established is like, I'm sure you don't see it this way, but your owner. <laughs> and- yeah. She she is my current custodian as appointed by the school. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Casey Yeah, I'm I'm sure yeah. I'm sure uh it would be it would be seen more to Solaris as like their retainer. Exactly. Sure, right, of course, of course. But yeah, no, Casey well, and Charlie wouldn't be able to under <laughs> understand you up to the point that we're jumping in at. Has Regina or Naomi clued them in that this is a talking beetle? <laughs> well, I th- I think the real question is has Solo bothered to talk to either of them? And oh, I see. Not because why would they have Eidolons? They they just got into town. Sure, sure. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Can't believe you haven't noticed. Uh huh. Uh huh. Is there anything I need to know about the fucking uh, dynasty of scarabs that like might stretch back into the seventies so that I can work that into the world building properly, Maxi? So I've been imagining that um the whole little beetle civilization has been around. Probably since, like, the late 1800s. Not okay. necessarily from the very founding of the school, depending on how sure. old it is. But, right, you know, right. It, it's been there for a while. Um, and I'm also imagined... Uh, Luke, I forget if you've talked much about, like, 
where people are going to be getting their Eidolon? No, I'm going to keep a lid on that for the listeners until we, we get into it. Uh, well, basically, I think they're probably all drawing from one source. Yeah. So yeah. they might have different Eidolons, or they might all have, like, the same name of Eidolon, but manifest it differently sure. if that comes up. Yeah, I guess uh, I, I, I did put together a little li- a list of the six houses. Um, oh, sure. You, go, you know, go ahead and just DM that to me so I've got it in my back pocket. Sure thing. I'll do that. <laughs> it is worth it is worth um considering that um depending on the subspecies, scarabs live somewhere between six and twelve months. We're we're magic scarabs, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm I'm I was I wasn't thinking so much of the oh my god, you're gonna die um perspective. I'm thinking more of the how would a the the history of a dynasty work for a, a, a lesser right it just means way more generations species. yeah 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 i mean yeah listen the this story the plan is that it is starting the first day of your senior year the last episode will be around graduation time that's small enough that your whole lifespan's in there even without magic man that's fucked <laughs> oh that's sad Okay, we did this with Chili constantly. That's true. <laughs> we did think a lot about shoes. Shoes on the other paw now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't. I don't know if beetles have paws. That's true. Uh, real quick, why don't they we? They more have like graspers. Why don't we run through the stats just because they can maybe give a, a good snapshot of uh, where people are at? Uh, Molly, what what are Regina's stats? Uh, Regina has two pow, one Ellie, three glam, two genius, one biz, and that's mostly out of spite. You can also do the cards. Wait, how is that out of spite? Uh, well, she well she is very uh, against all this eidolon. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So she's just like, no, 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 yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Uh, um, oh, that's her, true. We should talk about resonant and dissonant cards too. You're right. Yeah, her resonant card is the Empress, and her dissonant card is the Hermit. Okay, okay. Uh, Zoe, how about Charlie? Uh, Charlie has two pow, two Ellie, three glam, one gen, one biz. Um, resonant card is the fool. Dissonant card is temperance. Okay. Okay. Uh, Maxie, what about, uh, uh, Solaris? Uh, Solaris is pow is one. Ellie is two. Glam is two. Genius is one. Biz is three. And their resonant is the High Priestess, while their dissonant is the Emperor. Okay, okay. Uh, Lexi, how about uh, Casey? Uh, Casey's pow is one, Ellie is three, Glam is one, Jen is two, and Biz is two. Okay. And resonant card is the t- is Tempress. Oh. Temperance. And her dissonant card is the Lovers. Okay, okay. Hmm. hmm. We weren't supposed to double up. Oh wait. Oh, I where changed, do we get a double up? Yeah. I uh, mine. You told me to. Wait. Uh, we have two temperances. Yeah, yeah, we have one person. Yeah, but one's resonant, one's dissonant. That's true. I mean, if Luke's fine with it, I'm fine with it. But the, I'm trying to remember what we wrote in the down. Rules, in the rules, I believe it says we do. Oh, not Oh, is it going to break stuff? Oh wait, no. I was supposed to change it. Never mind. I wrote down what I changed it to in the Discord, but I didn't. Oh, uh, okay, okay. What did you change it, it to? Death. Death. Okay. Great. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And yeah, I think we said this last time, but I'm totally fine with there being overlap between the two parties because, like, come the fuck on. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, but yes, between the party. two parties, yes, but within a party. I within think. the party, yeah, it's all supposed to be distinct. Yeah, if you're, if you're drawing from the same deck, I can I can understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's mostly just like uh, you know, it, it creates weird situations where like, well, that's my resonant, but yeah, it, yeah. I suppose there are there are classes that can like hold on to their resonant card, which yes. then messes with. Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't want to ruin somebody else's life like that. It's not the end of the world, but it can be. It can lead to some weird results. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Death death works for Charlie's. The whole yeah. deal. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Boy, that's an ominous statement to take out of context. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, Crystal, what is uh, Naomi's? Uh, Resonance is the Hierophant. They love following the rules and doing okay. what is expected of them. Yeah. Dissonant card is justice. Not not too big on fairness. Okay, great. That's a great quality like to have in a detective. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pow is one, definitely kind of a weak willed character. Uh, elegance to you know, sharp dresser. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, glam of two, gen of three, straight A student, real smart cookie, and biz of one because uh, Naomi's pretty normal. <laughs> uh, Crystal is Naomi the kind of person who like shows up to class in a full suit? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like imagine Naoto's outfit. <laughs> oh, it's boy. not exactly like that, but it's not too far. Uh huh. Uh-huh. She's the she's the one kid in class that like instead of a backpack has a briefcase. Oh, you know it. <laughs> Got oh. snacks packed in there and everything. <laughs> Did a briefcase be big enough for, like, all the textbooks and shit? There was absolutely a kid in my high school that had a briefcase. Yeah. I'm gonna make I'm gonna make the argument that that's actually pulling from Bizarre, because that's bucking the status quo pretty significantly. <laughs> no, I think that's just, like, caring and taking care of yourself. He, he's getting ahead of the curve. He's so normal that he's already, like, future normal. <laughs> he's right. right back around. Which, yeah, which is bizarre. Like, Casey is, uh, Casey is a biz of two because she dresses like she's a secretary. <laughs> she's a high school student. Well, you know, it's more about how you, you know, the way you're, you are on the inside, not how other people perceive you. So, if for Casey, that is, like... You know, if that is expressing a latent bizarreness, that's one thing. But, you know, the same behavior can represent a different stat to a different person because it's based on your own self-image or whatever, you know? Anyway, I like that the only people with um, points in biz other than the the base are my character and the beetle. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of your character, Lexi, I I don't care that much. Um, But if we're going to do, if we're going to fix it, now's the time. Do how married are you to the name Casey? Just because there's also a Casey in Disco. Uh, I am not coming up with another name. I all right. <laughs> well, there's a KC. In there's Disco. a KC and a Casey, and I I can imagine. Technically, I am also a KC. That's stop it. <laughs> stop it. That's no. true. I did this intentionally. <laughs> Yeah, like I said, also a Casey during uh, Thieves, so we're just banging on this name. Yeah, like I said, it's not like it's not the end of the world. I just if if it was something that we there was wiggle room on, I figured I'd bring it up, but no big deal. Luke, I will remind you, we created these characters a year ago. Okay, no, and no, this has been this was also brought up before, and we were like, eh, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, no, uh, Solo was originally Sunny, but then yes, listen. Iris made the best possible son. Uh, I can't live up to that. Uh, that's, that's, I mean, that's fair. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Scott, I mean, Disco is just going to have to really enunciate K C. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, that's fine. Uh, all right, then that is all of that. Uh, Luke, just consider, it, just consider it an opportunity for you to do some dumb 
sure. uh, linking of the two eras. Sure, sure. Listen, again, not, not like advocating for it. I was just pointing it out. The guy, the guy who's been talking about Twin Peaks for like six months can't handle two characters with the same name. Huh? At, what, at what point did I say I can't <laughs> handle it? Please express to me the time code on this podcast on which I said I can't oh, no, handle no, it. No, 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 he's going no, Italian. He's going Italian. <laughs> Both of you shut the fuck up. <laughs> anyway, uh, why don't we hit uh, starting like the initial advanced moves, just so people know know what you're working with here. And also, aha, I found one thing you haven't fucking done yet, Maxie. That's correct. I specifically blocked that out as something like, oh, I could go either way. I should ask about that on the character creation episode. Great. All right, let's run through this. Uh, Molly, what is Regina's uh, starting advanced move? Uh, her starting advanced move is sleight of hand. Once per session, you may draw from the bottom of the fate deck instead of the top when making a move. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, Zoe, how about for Charlie? Uh, Charlie's starting advanced move is comforting presence. Once per session, when you help someone who's within your Eidolon zone of influence, they draw two additional cards instead of one. Yeah. Charlie Charlie loves helping and making sure people are, like, chill and happy. Yeah. Totally. totally. Yeah. Regina's uh, going to take so much advantage yeah. of that. Oh, absolutely. Also say that, you know, with Regina being a veteran conductor, there is a total of three conductors across both games. It's the new class. We want to play with the new toy. Fuck it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were talking. There's also a wild card, if I recall correctly. So. There is a wild Yeah, there's a yeah. wild card, so we will get every playbook represented. We were, like, last time. No, I was just saying there's going to be a fourth conductor. Oh, occasionally, that's true. Uh, but yeah, like, last time, Ty wasn't sure about what playbook he wanted, and he eventually was like, I kind of want to do conductor. And I'm like, part the stuffy uh, rule master in me wants to say, no, pick a different one. We have that covered, but ah! We're having fun here. Who cares? It, it's funny because you specifically said I'm going to be more of a stuffy rule master this time around. Well, but that's with regard to the actual rule book, not the yeah. Uh, the yeah. The rule book does not say two connected but separate sessions cannot have the same <laughs> right. Well, maybe it should. Yeah. No, the rule book. You, if you're playing this game at home, you can do fucking five infiltrators if you want to in a party. I don't give a shit. We um last time because uh, in season two. Uh, pretty fast and loose. Yeah, I, I put it. I I'm going say. to be a little more of a stickler for the rules, especially early on, just because we need to know if the rules are good, and we can't do that unless I am enforcing them. If me enforcing the rules like cuts off fun things from happening, that's a good sign that we need to rework that rule. But I won't know that unless I'm enforcing the rules. Also, I think I think you can make the excuse for getting away from the rules a bit in the season two, where we're at. We were at that point more going for working off the story we'd been building up. Than yeah, we were, yeah, yeah. I mean, we were still playtesting the game, obviously, but like, right at this point, you guys had pretty much finalized version one, and we're starting to think about version two. So, oh yeah, I know. I'm just yeah, saying. yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's that's something to to keep in mind. I I mean, honestly. If that stuff like that comes up, it'll probably get cut from the podcast unless it's an interesting conversation, just to keep the momentum of the the story going. But yeah, uh, gonna gonna try to be a little firmer with regard to the rules. Anyway, um, yeah. So where do we leave off with that? Right. So Maxie, we need to pick out an advanced move for uh, Solaris. Yeah, I was looking at um, Shadow Tongue. 
which is as long as your Eidolon isn't severed, you can speak to Shades and Phantoms, even if they normally can't or don't talk. Yep. And I was also looking at Agile, which is draw an additional card when challenging fate using whatever kind of movement your species excels at. Honestly, I would say the biggest question here is, Luke, are Shades and Phantoms going to be a big deal, you think? I would say that if you take the move Shadow Tongue, then as a player, you're signaling to your GM that you would like them to be a big thing. Hmm. And that a good GM would take that into consideration when planning the campaign. You know what? That plus the fact that um, Naomi has Undertow Astrolabe, I think I'm going to go with Shadow Tongue. Okay. All right. Let's do that. I would say, I would say, just as as somebody who was in rock and of three of four of us being in rock, where shades and the undertow stuff didn't honestly come up a whole lot. I would love to have more of that shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said this to the disco crew. I don't have a ton like rock solid figured out about how the undertow is going to work in season three. That's something I'm going to kind of be working through as we go. But again, the mere fact that you've taken this move is a sign. Oh, hey, my players would like to talk to Shades. Okay, I need to keep that in mind while I'm planning stuff. Uh, yeah, and then Lexi, what did you take for your first advanced move? Uh, I took Natural Charm. Uh, when I successfully dazzle someone in an attempt to gain entry to somewhere I shouldn't be, take plus one forward in that location. Alrighty, okay. Uh, and uh, Naomi, how about you? Uh, Undertow Astrolabe, your Eidolon power works both within your immediate surroundings and within the equivalent space in the undertow, or vice versa. Okay, okay. That's going to be interesting with because your power is sensing shame. Yeah, and the, you've brought up a little about how the undertow might work in this season that I thought was interesting. Yeah, I've brought up a few small things, but yeah, I think that'll be, that'll be interesting. Okay, okay. Uh, then I think all we've got left from there is ties. So why don't we go down the line here? So... Uh, if you have ideas for ties for everybody, then go for it. Uh, at minimum, I would like everybody to have three ties, at least one of which is with an NPC, so we can start building out, like, the world this is in. And unlike Rock, you're going to be in one location, so... Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's okay, okay so my first tie my is going to be with this alley cat that I've befriended. Yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck the, up. The tie is, this cat's weirdly horny. The alley cat's the one and only connection to Pop Rock. <laughs> you wouldn't believe uh, the shit I saw. Ooh. <laughs> oh. I don't like the ooh. I, don't like I, the I brought this. Well. I brought this on. I said I apologize. I liked it. Oh. Ah. Stop it! Stop that, that, at me. The yeah, the the intonations at the end are a new dimension here, and I don't like it. <laughs> now th- things have changed. Yeah, you know. Oh yeah, what kind of uh, ties you got, Regina? We got some. I got some general vibes. I don't know if I have an NPC one yet. Sorry. That's fine. Um, we can always circle but, back. But yeah, I, I yeah. mean, you've only just returned to the town, so you know. Well, yeah, so, so yeah, well, to go. So she's from the town. It's I think it's just big enough to have a second high school, is what my thought. Yeah, is. I mean, again, based on where I grew up, there were three high schools in the county. Uh, I was kind of imagining that you're from the equivalent of. I don't know if it. It was kind of a a not richer area, richer but not rich necessarily, town that had like a newer high school, so it was a little fancier. That's kind of where I'm imagining you're you've been. Yeah, pulling from my own small Midwestern town roots, um, like, we were small enough that we, well, actually, that's not true. We had a second school. It was a Christian-funded private school, but um, I don't think that would apply here. Um, But there were a couple of schools in nearby towns that were, like, a 10-mile drive away where 
for a lot of the farm kids, like which one they went to was kind of up to them because they're kind of on the edge of different school districts. And yeah, like, yeah. We had a couple of kids in our high school who wanted to wrestle, but there wasn't enough to do a wrestling team. So they just wrestled for another school. So, like, oh, sure. Yeah. And like at this point, from what I understand, pretty much all of the small towns in my state are like doubling up for sports now because they just don't have enough kids to have their own teams. So I gotcha. Yeah, I'm I'm picturing slightly bigger population sizes than that, but not much bigger, you know, definitely. Uh, like I think we can. Yeah easily go with like the richer area of town yeah i mean uh, because just I mostly because you gave me rich girl vibes when you described regina to me she's got she's got rich girl vibes and also her parents are like business people who kind of moved out to like the suburby area or the yeah 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 this area because it's cheaper totally and they like having money <laughs> right right they would they would rather be relatively wealthy among poorer people than smaller fish in the rich pond totally that is exactly right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i get you um so the uh one or i guess i have a couple already because so okay. uh with with uh casey um there's regina's childhood friend um so i mean that could just be like the starter tie uh is like <coughs> excuse me. or yeah uh, maybe like casey's the only person i know at the school or something like that um can you give me more about like what your relationship to like what who is Casey to you? Like Casey's my only friend or something like that? That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah, Casey's my only friend. Okay, that works. Uh bu- 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 Casey is my only friend. Okay. Uh and if we want to go with the vibes that we have already previously discussed, even though we haven't started playing this fucking game yet, um is Charlie is obnoxious but does have a smoke for me. <laughs> But does God, have a smoke or or, or will share smokes? Or will That's probably better. But will share smokes. Yes. Nineteen ninety nine. Tina just thought it was really cool to smoke. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and I don't think I have one for Naomi or Solo it, yet. It definitely makes sense. You don't have one for Solo yet. Yeah. Um. So I'm gonna hold off there, and then before we're done here, I'll try to come up with an with an NPC one. Okay. I could just be parents. Yeah, something we that was only one that the disco folks went to a fair bit, mm-hmm. just because. I, hey, I've got one for a parent. As we've established, because you're teenagers, parents are gonna be more of a factor in this story. Yep. Uh. Yeah. Um. Charlie, how about you? Hit me with your ties. Okay. Um. I've got. Um. Like, you know, going from the start, Solo will eventually have one, but yeah, not yet. Um, uh, Casey really needs to come out of her shell. Really needs to come out of her shell. Okay. Um, Regina needs to chill the fuck out. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, her tie with her dad Franklin is um is I wish dad was around more. Oh. Well, tell me more about Franklin. Um Franklin is a single father. Uh-huh. Um uh Charlie's mom died when she was very young under mysterious circumstances. Mm. Um and Franklin uh who's a lawyer um has uh Wanted to leave the town because he has... Charlie's mom is from here. He is not. 
Um, and so he, this town is like where his wife died and he has no connections here, but he wants to give Charlie a stable childhood. Yeah. So he has stuck around. He tries to support her as best he can. Uh, but he's a single dad. So, and there's not a lot of lawyer work in the town. Like he does. Okay. Like keeps a roof over their head, but he kind of works his butt off. Right. Right. Um, and he, I don't think realizes just how absent he is. From okay, okay. Charlie's life because he views it as like I am taking I'm providing for her I am taking care of her uh-huh. that's the important part yeah okay okay uh yeah that works for now uh Maxi you want to talk to me about Sol- Solaris's uh ties here you've got Solo written as a nickname that's generally how you've been referring to them but the persona you presented to me seems like not someone that would go in for nicknames. Well, I, listen, they understand that it is a very long name, especially if one includes all the associated titles. Well, sure. They, they, they would not necessarily ask for it, but they would they would appreciate they would accept it. OK, OK. Uh, anyway, for Charlie, I have Charlie is a reliable and fascinating retainer. <laughs> uh, for Regina, I have Regina just doesn't understand how lucky she is. <laughs> now, why is that? Listen. I mean, listen, not a, not a lot of towns kids can get psychic powers. And nowadays, not everybody even gets psychic powers. She gets to go on two psychic adventures and she's complaining. She d- she just doesn't get it. Right, this, right. This, this bug is getting stomped. <laughs> Try it. You fool. I'll, I'll simply hide <laughs> in, in the little in the little bits between the souls. <laughs> uh, and then. Uh, my my NPC tie is with the Marchioness Dawn, the 13th of the first house, uh, who was another beetle who I'm thinking was sort of not uh, Solaris's uh, parent necessarily, because uh-huh, that's not uh-huh. really how it works. But, you know, it, it takes a village. There, there's there's various mentorships yeah. and associations. I'm thinking she was essentially uh, their mentor and the one who got them into this mess, we'll okay. say. Uh-huh. Uh, and the tie there is, I will do anything to live up to the Marchioness's expectations. Okay, all right. Uh, important note we should figure out right now, Maxi. This is a crucial detail we need to determine. Mm-hmm. Am I am I putting a little like uh, plus fifty percent pitch increase on your character voice to make them a tiny <laughs> little guy? Uh, no, because I feel like that'd get tiresome after, like, the first oh, episode. Oh, I want it, though. <laughs> oh, Honestly, it wouldn't be that tiresome, because you just select the entire track and apply one filter. I'm not That's talking not about for us. character voice the whole time. <laughs> yeah, you can't do the whole time. But, but I do you are it. proposing, you are proposing more work for me. L- listen, here, <laughs> if you want, I can just give you, like... I, I, I've been workshopping a solo voice. It's, uh, sure, yeah, give me. I'm not, now, I'm not putting too much mustard on it. It's, mo- it's mostly a delivery, but I'm thinking they sort of have a clipped delivery and often right. talk a bit too quickly for their own thoughts. Yeah. Obviously, like they also tend towards a sort of formal way of speaking yeah. when that wouldn't always be appropriate. Yeah, see, I am torn because uh, raising that up to chipmunk level would be very funny, but I agree it would probably get old. <laughs> For you no. more than anyone. No, again, for the for listeners you. more than anyone. No, I think editing that sounds like hell. <laughs> yeah, I did the fucking Gabriel not... Bead voice. Yeah, I refused to, to do that. Um, it wouldn't be that bad. I'd probably just make a filter, but whatever. We don't have to do this. It doesn't. 
we we will see where we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk it later. Luke, in season one, you were excited that Gabe died because he wouldn't have to do it anymore. Okay, but I need you to understand that uh, Gabe was five times as much work as what we're proposing here because I had to create five separate tracks, layer them on top of each other, and adjust the pitch of each one. Yeah, it's it's not hard. I have like multiple uh, filters saved for like phone calls or yeah, same or, or the PSP voice. It's not that hard. And the hardest part is just yeah, it's separating out the character voice bits from the the player voice bits but yeah. sometimes i have to pay a little more attention when we do things like that yeah and i hate I'll, that i'll say this May, maybe a subtle effect i feel like 50 percent pitch up would be much Probably too maybe much like, yeah I, I don't know maybe like 10 percent yeah. 10 20 know. yeah so we can pro- figure something out we'll figure something out <laughs> uh lexi tell me about uh casey's ties all right um i've been trying to think of wording for this because i'm really bad at these um so she has a tie with Regina, and I think it's going to be something like, um, now that Regina's back, school's going to be fun again. Okay, now that, or now that, now that Gina's back, I think Ooh. she specifically gives her a nickname that she probably doesn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. <laughs> so Charlie hears it. Ooh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um. I don't think she'll have one for uh, Solo or um, Solo or Naomi yet. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, but I think for Charlie, it's going to be... Um, Charlie seems to like me, and I gotta make sure that stays. it stays that way. Oh. Charlie seems to like me, and I need to keep it that way. Yeah. Okay, and then do you have an NPC tie for me? Uh, yeah, uh, it's also going to be my father. Um, okay. And uh, whose whose name is Robert, uh, Bob to his friends. Uh-huh. Mm, that's and also a name from Disco. You you love pulling Disco names. <laughs> I don't know shit about Disco. I know. Now, now, Luke, Robert is a very common name. I know. There's a whole John Boyce documentary about Bob. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, anyway, it's, um... I wish Dad did more for himself. I wish dad did more for himself. Kind of, kind of the opposite in yeah. some ways. Yeah, so an interesting thing about Charlie and Casey is Casey's mom also died when she was younger. Uh-huh. Um, and was she, she and her sister, who's now in college, were raised by their father. Um, but unlike Charlie's uh, dad, uh, Casey's dad kind of went the other way. He had been on a pretty good career track in an office of some sort. I haven't really figured out what kind of office work he does. A business I'm not office, sure. I get it. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things where like, oh yeah, dad's in business some some way. Um, and when his wife died, he started spending less time on like staying late at the office and you know doing extra work and you know trying to move up track so he could be more there for his daughters even as they got older and started wanting to be more independent he really has been pushing to keep the family thing together even to the point where you know they're kind of ready to be more independent and wish he would yeah yeah uh yeah you know it's starting she's starting to resent a little bit feeling like she's holding him back sure i get it Uh, i do have a question about uh her mom lexi okay yeah did Casey's mom have it going on? Um. 
I haven't thought about that. Literally all I have considered about Casey's mom is that she and uh, Casey's dad were um, high school sweethearts. Like they both grew up in the same town and like it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was one of those, you know, small town. Yeah. They, they were on again, off again when they were, when they were younger and then they both uh, stayed in town and made it work. All righty. Uh, okay. Sounds good. Um, let's see here. Uh, uh, Crystal, tell me about Naomi's ties. Uh, Solo's unique perspective makes them the most valuable member of the club. Now, so, to establish here, since Solo has not been talking to anybody, is this a tie you will be getting perhaps sometime in the first session, or has Naomi's incredible detective skills enabled her to deduce that that Solo is a, uh, talking bug? So, all my best friends or metalheads has not been unsealed at the beginning of the story. Oh, I see, you don't have an idol on yet. Yeah, no, but even in sealed form, you know, he might be having some subtle effect on Naomi's detective's intuition. Okay. And he, he can still tell that, like... There's something about this bug. There's something yeah. about yeah, he's watching. Solo. He's watching this beetle, and it's like, you know, there might be something going on with this bug. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, it even knows as, things. Even as a bug that doesn't have psychic powers, you know, animals have different perceptions that can be useful for a detective. Okay, okay, I'm into that. That's oh, very true. Actually, Luke... I don't know if this would if this is um, enough to be a tie, but I I, I do want to establish this as a part of the, uh, Casey's personality. Uh huh. Um, Charlie's bug creeps me out. Sure. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. <laughs> Let's see, uh, insert row below. Charlie's bug creeps me out. Okay. Uh- and then Regina is suppressing a possibility within herself. Okay, okay. And Nikolai, that's Naomi's grandpa, yeah. wants me to replace him as head of the family. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've, got a, I've got a question about that one. Yeah. How does Naomi feel about that? Is yeah. that something that Naomi also wants, or is it a, maybe a pressure? Uh I think she would say it doesn't really matter how she feels. You know, it's something she has to do. Okay, okay. Um, th- let me ask you this, just because I'm curious. Cause we've talked about uh, Naomi's grandfather. Are Naomi's parents in the picture at all? Are they, like, away on international detective business? Are they dead? Do we just not know? Uh, Naomi doesn't really have a strong relationship with their parents. They were kind of like passed around between lots of aunts and uncles as a kid. Yeah. So, you know, they are the people who biologically made them, but they're not like socially parents in that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Sort of, you're sort of in a a Spider-Man situation where depending on the actual story being told, it could be anywhere from... They, you know, they're they're a non-entity to, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, they're not the par- parents in the family. Yeah. Right. right. Okay. Um, oh, you know what? Something we probably should have hit on way earlier in this. We probably should have hit pronouns real quick. Um, Naomi, do you want to run through yours real fast? Yes. Uh, I have a list here as they slash he slash she. I'm going to be mixing it up pretty freely. Yep. Uh, you know, anyone else can do so as they please. Okay. Yep. Um. And then, yeah, Lexi Casey uses she, her. Yep. 
Uh, same with Charlie and Regina, both she, her. Yep. Yep. And Maxie, you've got Solo as anything other than it. Yes. Yeah. From a from a very 1999 perspective, um, I do think it's interesting um, for uh, Naomi to be the um, ambiguous. I mean, obviously, there's uh, there's some clear ethnic uh, roots in that name, but from the you know Midwestern small town perspective, right? Ambiguously European student that nobody can quite get a bead on. Sure. From Western perspectives, thing there's some there's some stuff there. Yeah. Uh, we also touched on this in the Disco Character Creation app. Obviously, uh, practically everyone involved in this show is, uh, you know, queer or trans or whatever. That's going to be part of the story, because that's the kind of stories that folks want to tell. Um, I don't necessarily want to RP as a whole town full of uh, people that are appropriately bigoted for the era and the location. So it's probably just not going to come up that much. Yeah, seems like a thing we probably don't need to broach unless we yeah. want to tell a story about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. And it, if even if we did, I don't think I'm the person to be running that story. Yeah. You know what yeah. would be relevant to the 1990s, though? What's that? Uh, Crystal, is were the Shirogorovs reds or whites? <laughs> uh, you know, I haven't thought about this. I mean, you know, Nikolai is a mid-century Russian immigrant to the United States, so he's probably pretty anti-communist. Yeah, that would make Mm -hmm. sense. That would make sense. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think that's really something that... Please say that on the the (laughs) podcast. I said that Charlie's preferred pronouns for uh, Solo are dude slash bro. Which yes, yeah, so that's that's very good. It's perfect. Sorry, what were you saying, Crystal? I I, I don't think Naomi really thinks about uh, Russian political history in that way. Sure. Uh, were the Shirogorovs the, a detective dynasty like that worked for the Czar? No, they weren't around that long. They weren't along. Kind, okay. of the, kind of the the founder of this. Okay, family. okay. They're not like they're not say an ancient order of assassins. Yeah, like you know, imagine <laughs> there's like. What if Sherlock Holmes adopted a bunch of kids? Right, right. Uh huh. Yeah, I played uh, the, the great Ace Attorney. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So th- yeah, more I like just say I will just say a clan, a detective clan is just such a good like in just so yeah. few words painted so much possibility into this world. Right. And I love right. that. Yeah. More. Yeah. More loop on the third, less eternal order of like. Well, there's always been a Shirogorov, you know, solving mystery. Yeah, I, I get you. Yeah. Okay. Well, then, in that case, I think we've got everything, unless there's something else uh, someone wants to hit on. Oh, I actually got something, uh, if no one else does. I was going to drop. Luke, do you think there's maybe, like, an NPC teacher who uh, maybe also transferred from that other school? Oh, yeah, we could do that. We could do that. <clears throat> Uh, I had hit a name generator. I'm going to go with Ms. Rose. Okay. Uh, and Regina is avoiding her um, because she knows that I was involved in that uh, thing. So I'm trying to come up with like a way to... Uh, Ms. Rose knows too much about me? Yeah, I think that works. Okay. Just make her one of the teachers, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, what I was going to say, so unlike Disco... Uh, this is maybe not as established of a friend group. Um, we said Regina and Casey were kind of like friends as kids and then went to different high schools initially, right? Yep. 
Yeah, and Char- Charlie has kind of forced Casey to, like, taken Casey as a friend, yeah. regardless of whether Casey was interested at first or not. Yeah, so, I mean, tell me a little bit more about, like, how that happened, just so we, we have a better sense of, like, how how this group of kids has, has come together. Um, well, Lexi, tell me if this is the wrong vibe. Okay. Um, I took it as Charlie doesn't have a lot of very close friends. Like I said, she's very much the, like, kind of knows, like, like most everyone, like, everyone has a good opinion of her. Like, she's very friendly. Um, but she notices Casey is very isolated and lonely, or at least Charlie assumes she's lonely. Um, and she goes, I'm going to hang out with that girl. <laughs> um, and uh, just kind of, I would assume it just happened at like lunch or something, sat down and just right. started chatting like it wasn't a big deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just gradually kind of like friendly bullied um, <laughs> sure. into like joining the mystery club. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. It's like, hey, um, you, think- you're my friend now. Yeah. Yeah, I think from Casey's perspective, it was a very, oh God, what's happening? And like initially assumed, oh, she's definitely like angling for something. Like, I don't know, maybe she wants to like we've had some classes together. Maybe she's trying to like get closer, she can borrow my notes or something. And then when no ulterior motive manifested, it was kind of slowly started kind of letting her guard down. Yeah, imagine it was trying to have this like five eleven skater smoking a cigarette in the cafeteria, like sit down and just be like, hey, it's a yeah, initially, initially, Casey's just like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, she, she's going to get me in trouble. <laughs> right. Okay, okay, and then, yeah, I think the, is the idea kind of as, like, I need a lifeline, so you kind of rope Regina into this also? Um, yeah, I, my assumption is um, Charlie probably tried to get a few people to join up the... Yeah. Um, Unsuccessfully. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I imagine like, it, like hey, the- I'm trying to I'm trying to get this thing going and yeah. everyone's just like has excuses or whatever. And when she approached Casey, Casey was just like, Okay, well I can't say no, or maybe she'll stop hanging out with me. Right. And also I don't have any good excuses, so I guess yes, but like was terrified of the idea of actually joining this club. Yeah. Uh with this person she only kind of knows. And so just immediately like, um, it's okay if I bring a friend and didn't consult gina on this at all so just to get a, a good idea of like the timeline are we talking like kind of end of junior year this would be happening or sometime in the summer or i think it would probably be sometime in the summer okay yeah, like... i think summer okay yeah. okay because other yeah because otherwise um i don't think regina would have been around that's true that's true okay um and i do want to say charlie's grand motivation for being so like driven to bring the mystery club back and like get people into it is I don't know. It sounds like it could be fun. Yeah. Huh? Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, there's definitely like, I know as a kid, I wanted to be part of like a Scooby gang. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. 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 It seems fun. Growing up. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah. And Naomi's attitude has like, I'm, I'm like a professional. This is like my life. You're just a bunch of like amateurs playing pretend. Right. Right. But also, but also it might be good for me to guide them with my skills, or something, you know? <laughs> the vibe I've got is almost more, but also these are some uh, real dummies that I can use as patsies to distract for distractions while I'm doing the real investigating work. Yeah, there are also people right. live in the town, and I have not lived in this town. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I suppose, yeah, useful, useful uh, resources, too, 
in it to a degree. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, we, if we wanted to fill in more details about those meetups, we certainly can, but that's not necessary for, for right now. Uh, yeah, it seems like we do one of those things that can kind of come together as we start. Yeah, to definitely. Definitely. As we dial in these characters more and stuff. Totally. Um, okay. Then in that case, I think that's everything. Unless someone's got something, any last minute stuff. I don't. All right. Nope. Okay. Um, I should read the Patreon names. Uh, do I have Patreon names ready to go? I might not. Uh-oh. Also, you need to send me some. Too. I do need to send you the against three list after this. That's true. Uh, yep. Where's my Patreon list? I think I need to like do another round of shuffling shuffling it. I think I'm out. Fuck, I super am. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that in when I edit this. <laughs> Hey, past me, fuck you for making me have to do more work in the edit. You were supposed to just organically do this during character creation. You know, like you did in the last episode. What's the deal, man? Anyway, hey there, it's me, Luke, from the future. Uh, which is to say, from the present? Actually, considering I'm recording this a few days before this comes out, it's really from the past. You get the idea. It's a simple concept. Anyhow, uh, yeah, our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Playtest. It's a real cool place with a lot of cool stuff that you can give us money in exchange for. Um, for $1 a month, you get every episode of this podcast a week in advance, though we're kind of, you know... We're, we're giving you everybody kind of the VIP $1 treatment on this one, uh, because you're getting this one a week in advance no matter what. We put both character creation episodes out in one week. Uh, so, you know, hey, if you're a free listener, think about how great that feels, and think about how great you could feel every week for just a dollar. Um... For $3 a month, you get a bonus monthly design podcast with me and Molly, where we work through uh, the design problems with second edition. It's coming together real well, but there's still a lot of stuff we got to work out. You get a second monthly bonus podcast called Idle on Playlist, where we talk about the music uh, that comes up in the show. I think um, as of this recording, uh, the Against Me playlist is still... Uh, Incoming should be out sometime in the next week or so. Uh, for next month, we obviously don't have the mini series anymore to guide us, so instead we will be doing um, sort of a sampler platter of disco tracks that uh, are inspired by the bands that the uh, disco players have based their idolons off of. Some of the uh, disco tracks that I'm pulling from for some of the early. Um, Stuff that you'll be seeing in Idol on Disco, that kind of thing. And then the month after, we'll be doing something similar with ska. Um, it'll be a good time. I like a lot of ska music. And you know what? I'm learning that I like more disco music than I realized as I've been researching songs for this show. Um, because for some reason, I don't want to reference or name drop a song in this podcast unless it's one I personally like listening to by and large, which is dumb. Then yet here we are. Anyhow, uh, $3 also gets you access to my GM notes for every uh, episode. Used to get you everybody else's GM notes, too. And, I mean, those are still there, but eh, you're stuck with my notes for the time being. Who knows how long it'll be before we do, before I let any of these other fuckers take a turn <laughs> running a game. <laughs> um, anyway, is that all you get on $3? I think that's everything. And you know what? It's a lot. <laughs> Uh, for $5, you get your name shouted out, uh, which you'll see an example of at the end of this little ad read. You also get a copy of the latest 
draft of the game. Uh, right now, as you're listening to this, we have the full published version of Eidolon First Edition up on the Patreon on the $5 tier. Um, now, that is not going to live there forever. It is up there until October 19th, which is one month from when I put it up. After which, we're going to be taking it down from the Patreon and putting it up on storefronts, you know, places like Itch.io or drive through RPG. I got to start researching how all that works because I've never published anything to the places like that before. Um, it's going to be more expensive on those places, uh, especially I think drive through RPG takes a decent, like, chunk off the top, which means you kind of got to raise your price on there. I don't actually know, though. That's secondhand information. Point is, if you want it for just five bucks, get it now on the Patreon because that is the last time it'll be available at that price. I don't know, unless we do a sale or something in the future. Listen, I'm talking off the cuff. I don't really know what I'm saying. Point is, five bucks, you get the first edition of the game. It looks great. It's got a professional layout and graphic design. It's got uh, illustrations provided by our good friend, Julie. Uh, it looks fantastic as opposed to the, uh, you know, the PDF exported from Google Docs that uh, these drafts are normally in. Speaking of PDFs, PDFs exported. Oh, boy. Did I mention that it's very late when I'm recording this? <laughs> Speaking of PDFs exported from Google Docs, we also have the first draft of Eidolon 2nd Edition available on the $5 tier. Uh, I think it's a really cool game. I think we've come up with some really clever and interesting mechanics. Obviously, we're not the first people to uh, say, hey, what if you played an RPG with a tarot deck? But you know what? Based on the very limited sample size I've experienced, I'm prepared to be cocky enough to say we've got the best tarot-based uh, RPG mechanics. So you should get on in there and get that. It's a good time. Um, as you've hopefully seen in the miniseries and will continue to see as Season 3 begins. Um, $5 gets you nothing else. That's it. <laughs> uh, but $10, though, now we're talking. You get yet another uh, bonus podcast. Uh, called Yuji Got Fingered. Had to really reach into my mind to remember what we called that one because it's a terrible name. But you can listen to us talk about Jujutsu Kaisen on a roughly bi-weekly schedule. Um, that's a good show. Both Jujutsu Kaisen and Yuji Got Fingered. <laughs> uh, that is not going to be the only thing that you ever get on the $10 tier. That's sort of a grab bag. Any kind of bonus content that we think uh, people would like, we're, we're tossing up there. Um, soundtracks can be found up there, for instance. Um, probably going to be a little bit before the Season 3 soundtrack is available. Um, a lot of the core tracks are already done, but I'd like to hold on to those until they are finished finished, and that, that might be a little bit of time still. Uh, but once that does come out, it'll be there. In the meantime, uh, Maxi's uh, theme songs for all the miniseries is up on the $10 tier, so you can get that. Um, that's... That's about everything for now, I think. Um, if you can't afford to support us on Patreon, I totally get it. Uh, if you don't want to support us on Patreon, I also totally get it, though my pride wishes I didn't. <laughs> uh, but we would really appreciate if you could support the show in other ways. Um, we spread entirely through word of mouth. Uh, that is how we get new listeners, and new listeners is how we get new subscribers, and new subscribers is how we justify setting aside more and more time for bonus content. Um, so, you know, tell your friends about us, uh, spread the word, um, and, uh, you know, leave us reviews and ratings on sites like iTunes or Spotify. Um, please give us five stars if you do. Uh, I, I sure hope we've earned that from you. 
Um, I suppose if not, you know, hey, follow your heart. But, um, you know, give us five stars. Come on. <laughs> Just click the five. Uh, and yeah, if if you could write us a review, the more reviews we get on places like iTunes, the more our podcast gets pushed up into the algorithm. I know it's kind of a pain in the butt to sit down and write a thing out. Doesn't have to be anything fancy. Although I will say, anytime we get an actual like in-depth review, it kind of sends all ten of us over the moon. We'd love to see it, but yeah, just um, you know, uh, anything you can do to help get the word out as we're starting up season three, we really want to. Uh, you know, share it with as many people as we can. I stare at the Graftrion page for our Patreon uh, to an unhealthy level of obsession, and boy, oh boy, would I just love it if we could crack the top 1,000 podcasts on there by the end of the year. Uh, in fact, I have pledged to do something neat if that happens. I don't know what that neat thing will be yet, but... uh It'll be cool. <laughs> that much I'm sure of. Maybe I'll donate a bunch of money to charity. Maybe I'll eat something gross on camera. Maybe I'll... You know, I have other ideas, but I don't want to, like, say anything before I'm ready to commit to them. <laughs> Those two, though, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we'll circle back to that at some point in the future. This is getting long in the tooth, and we should wrap up this episode. Uh, so let me just give the weekly Patreon shoutouts. Uh, let me give you a big thank you to Siobhan Peridot Rose, Propagable, Megan Krantz, Kenning, Ruby Shine, Chesha Meba, Veldrin, Dexter Sinister, Becky Scott Fairley, Hannah, Sudzu, Aura Lily Volcano, Smokey, Mufadrome, Fishang, Maximilian Gumble, Grief Ninja, Viking Soren, Striven, Tabitha Spokes, We Shall All Be Healed, David, Meh, Holly Edelin, and Knight of Rosemary. Uh, thank you to all of you for supporting us financially, supporting us in other ways, and um, just thank you for listening. All right, that's going to do it for me. Back to you, past people. Great uh, work. Yep. What a good ending. Yeah. <laughs> this is getting We're back, baby. Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Anyway, yeah. Uh, we'll see you next time. We're starting Idol on Scott, baby. Scott's real. Scott. Yeah! I had a screech tag, sorry. <laughs> Scars in your hearts, ladies and gentlemen. I've hit stop. <laughs>Folks, it's Future Luke again one more time for one last quick note. As I'm sure you've noticed, we put out two episodes today. Uh, we were so excited to introduce you all to the Season 3 cast that we didn't want to wait an extra week to put out the Scott character creation episode. Um, unfortunately, that's not moving up our release schedule. Uh, Disco 1 is still going to be coming out on... Should have looked this up before I started recording. Uh, let's see here. That would be on... October 10th for Patreon subscribers and October 17th for everyone else. Um, what we're doing next week instead is putting up the first episode of Eidolon Playlist for uh, $1 subscribers and the week after that'll be on the free feed as sort of a tease. You know, give you a little taste of what you get at the higher tiers and, you know, maybe entice you to subscribe 
or up, upgrade your subscription if you're already subscribed. Who can say? Anyway, yeah, uh, so that uh, quick programming note out of the way. We're good to go. I'll see y'all later. Bye.